This podcast exists for entertainment purposes only. Before making any investment decisions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome back to the Man vs. Market podcast. Now, before we go any further into the episode, I have to say, I was not planning on making an episode this week, and that's for a couple of reasons. One, I'm on a little bit of a getaway here out in Greece, and I don't have my full equipment with me to record, so I didn't want to send out a slightly worse quality episode than I'm used to. And two, I'm a little bit under the weather if you can't tell, and I really did not want to record today. However, with all of the news and the events that took place last week, I had to absolutely make an episode today. Now, it's going to be a quick one, but we are going to touch on all of the things that happened last week and what we can expect going forwards. But I will make the disclaimer that the audio will not be at the highest quality. Ultimately, I decided it would be better to publish something of lower quality rather than publishing nothing at all. So hopefully this comes together. Now, just looking at the charts, we absolutely nailed last week. The market finished down about 5% after a very poor CPI data report on Friday. We will get to that in a minute, but we actually nailed this last week right on the head. Basically, I have the assumption that we would probably see a little bit of strength early in the week as this longer-term spring-like price action continued to play out, ultimately followed by a break down to the downside on high volume. And that's exactly what played out. We saw these longer-term hidden bearish divergence continuation patterns playing out pretty nicely. We broke two key support levels at about 411.80 and 398.10, meaning the bears have complete control of the market at this stage, just like we talked about last week. If you want to hear what my entire thesis was on the market last week, go re-listen to episode 5, and you should see exactly what I was talking about. But there are a few things that we have to remember. First, like we talked about in an earlier episode, every reaction is an overreaction, at least initially. So while the news was in fact bad, and I do think we are ultimately going to sell off more, it is highly probable that we get a relief rally as the oscillators have become oversold very quickly. On the 65-minute chart, it looks like we have a hidden bullish divergence that has popped up. Well, on the daily chart, we still see a pretty standard price action, meaning that we might get a quick bounce to the upside, but I don't think it would be much higher than that 398 level. However, the longer trends and divergences still say we should see further selling and make new lows. So again, I think we're likely to see a little bit of a bounce early next week, like we saw this last week, followed by continual pressure downwards. This longer-term hidden bearish divergence is still in play, and it really looks like we are going to see lower lows coming soon. The low on this last downtrend is about 384, set all the way back on May 20th. Now, I don't necessarily think we're going to crack that this week. It's something that's probably going to happen within the next couple of weeks for sure. Moving over to economic news, there is a lot to unpack, so let's get right into it. First and foremost, the European Central Bank announced that it would be increasing interest rates for the first time in 11 years. Currently, the interest rate is about minus 0.5%, and this 25 basis point hike won't even actually bring them up to zero. However, it seems very likely that at some point during the year, we will see interest rates get back above that zero level. This is a big deal because 
The European Central Bank is not one to increase interest rates lightly. This inflation is becoming unmanageable, especially in these European countries that are so reliant on this Russian oil that is really no longer available. The Eurozone as a whole is experiencing a 7.8% inflation year over year, while some countries are experiencing levels much, much higher. So very similar to the United States, the central bank is making a strong effort to tighten its monetary policy. Now on Friday, we probably got the worst news that we've had all year as far as inflation goes. The consumer price index numbers for the month of May were released, and it was worse than expected. At 8.6% year-over-year inflation, compared to the 8.3% projected. Now while that seems like a pretty trivial difference, we have to remember that most economists thought that inflation had peaked in March or April. So this number means three important things that are bad for markets. One, the obvious. Inflation is accelerating instead of decelerating. We are now seeing the inflation rate at levels we have not seen in 40 years. Two, the May rally was partially built on the basis of slowing inflation, meaning the gains we saw should be more or less nullified. And three, hope for a lighter rate hike cycle later in the year are now dim. There were lots of talks around the Fed of potentially going down to 25 basis point hikes instead of these 50 basis point hikes that we've been seeing. However, with this last report, it seems unlikely that the Fed is going to be dovish in any sense of the word. Last, consumer sentiment fell to its lowest level ever, even worse than the Great Recession, meaning that consumers are fully anticipating a recession and are not spending money at all. Wednesday will be a very big day with a Fed policy meeting likely to decide how the Federal Reserve is going to handle this higher inflation number. Expect another volatile week with Wednesday being the tipping point. The last thing we're going to cover on this shortened episode of Man vs. Market is how our portfolio is doing versus the broader market. And wow, this last week has been fantastic for us as we are beating the broader market pretty handsomely in most of our positions. First, looking at our sector positions, we had a little bit of a worse week here just because these ETFs are filled mostly with stocks, which have done pretty poorly. Our ticker XLE is still up 10% since we entered. However, our other three sectors are now negative. XLV is down 3.5%, XLB is down 4.7%, and XLP is down 6%, averaging out to a minus 1% return. Still, comparing that to the S&P's minus 5.5% return, we're still beating the market by 4.5%. Taking a look at our metals position, things look even better for us. Our gold and silver positions are up 3.4% and 3.9%, while our leveraged gold and silver positions that represent one-third of the total position are up 6.7% and 8.3%, averaging out to a 4.9% portfolio return. Comparing that to the S&P's minus 2.9% in that same time frame, we are beating the market in this position by 7.8%. 
our UUP bullish dollar position has finally turned green and we are up 1% on our position compared to the S&P 500's 0% return in that same time frame. So we are now beating the market by 1%. And last, heading to our UVXY volatility index position. This ticker is up 4.3% since we entered, while the S&P 500 is down 6.25% in the same time frame, meaning we are beating the market by 10.5% in this position. All right, that's all I'm going to be able to do for this episode. Again, I apologize for the shortened episode. However, I just don't have the proper equipment, nor do I have the voice ability at this current moment. But thank you guys for all of the support that we have seen thus far. We just hit 100 reviews on iTunes, and we are seeing incredible growth in this podcast. Please, if you haven't left a review yet, I would highly appreciate that. And please, share the show with your friends if you think they could benefit from what we talk about here. All right, that's all for this episode. I'll talk to you guys next week.